Welcome back to Q-Tips. It's the special feature from the Video Store Junkies podcast where every week we recommend half a dozen movies for your viewing pleasure so you don't have to sit there and endlessly cycle through Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever your chosen streaming service is and try to find something to watch. And as always, I'm joined by Paul and Renee today. And you know what? I, I think we can probably jump right in because I suspect that we have some great recommendations after taking a week off last week. So let's get started for the weekend of June 11th, 2021. Renee, do you want to kick us off with your first pick? Sure. And I wish that I could say that I had some really great picks from, I spent like a whole week, you know, thinking about what I was going to do and I did not. Uh, however, <laughs> I'll edit that part where I say that out. I'll just <laughs> out. We have some okay picks for you this week. Yeah. Okay. Picks. Well, I've yeah. got great picks. Okay, well, there you go. I don't want to, you know. I have a horror movie. It is 2006, although set in 1993. And it is called Wicked Little Things. And it is starring Laurie Hearing and a little tiny Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, and it is available on Tubi and Canopy. And it is uh, directed by J.S. Cardone. And so Karen, who is Laurie, uh, her daughter, and then Emma, her youngest daughter, played by Chloe, they moved to this small town in Pennsylvania, a uh, house that she inherited. And they find out that basically the land is adjacent to a mine where there was a terrible accident and all of these children were buried alive. And they may or may not still be alive. So that's my movie. And I'll pass it on to Paul. Oh, wow. That was a quick one. <laughs> yeah, it's a quick one. I mean, you know, it was an enjoyable oh, no, she... movie. It wasn't, yeah. you know. Yeah, it was all right. R Renee's just like, look, it involves children being buried alive. What more do you want? That's Well, true. there was some good stuff. I mean, I don't want, you know, I don't know if it triggers people, but maybe I should tell you. <laughs> Can you just edit this part out? It's like they killed the kids, but the kids didn't die. So it was like, it was okay that you could like shoot all these little kids because, you know. They were already dead. It's fine. There you go. Yeah. That works. You can cut that part. Anyway. Nope. Stay in it. <laughs> there you go. All? Well, uh, speaking of children, there's there's nothing children like more than puppets, but this one probably isn't for the kiddies. Um, this is uh, from, from uh, Academy Award winner Peter Jackson. It is... Meet the Feebles from 1989. So that's Meet the Feebles, F-E-E-B-L-E-S. It's currently showing on Tubi, our favorite, Tubi. Um, it was written by Peter Jackson and Fran Walsh and Danny Muharin and Stephen Sinclair. And basically, um, you have this uh, troupe of essentially puppets, the Feebles, and they, they're an acting troupe, the Feeble, Feeble Variety Hour, and they want to be picked up for syndicated TV. Um, all right. So basically the, the, the elevator pitch for this movie is it's the Muppet show on crack. S seriously. So you have Robert the Hedgehog, who's the young innocent who wants to join the troop. So it is all puppets and people in suits. You have, um, uh, Heidi, the hippo, who's clearly the, the, the Miss Piggy analog. Um, you have Bletch the walrus, who is the, the lecherous, uh, guy who runs the show. Uh, you have a whole variety of cast, uh, Sid, the elephant who, who gets accused by his ex-lover, uh, I think her name is Sonny, the chicken of being the father to his of her child. Um, and if you see the child, it, it's Sid's going to have a hard time denying it. You have <laughs> Harry the rabbit who caught an STD that may be, very well be the big one. Um, <laughs> it is 
this movie is oh my god you name the bodily fluid it shows up in this movie coming out of or going into a puppet it is it is gory it is funny it is grotesque it is repulsive it is amazing um and it is just really muppet show on crack is the best way to describe this thing and uh yeah it's and they pulled it off for like hardly any money at all and you watch it, you go, yeah, this this guy could do, you know, the Lord of the Rings and and make an Academy Award out of it. Sure, certainly. Woo! So, yeah, this one's pretty great. Again, that's Meet the Feebles by Peter Jackson, and it's on Tubi. Uh, how about you, Zach? What have you got for the kitties? Well, I, I don't have anything for the kitties, unfortunately, although I, I do kind of wish that he had made the Lord of the Rings trilogy with puppets. But I do have a couple of classics that I actually had never seen. Uh, until just recently. So I took the holiday weekend and kind of caught up on some films that, uh, you know, have been on my list for years and years, and I've never gotten around to watching. And the first one of those is a classic suspense film, 1955's The Night of the Hunter. Now, if you've never heard of this film before, I would honestly recommend, well, I'm not going to give away too much, but it's it's kind of worth going in a little bit blind. Um I will say, so Robert Mitchum plays, uh, he's a con man or a preacher or just a psychopath. It's kind of hard to tell exactly where the character lies on the spectrum because the character himself is basically a, uh, a, a huckster. And he goes to jail and he finds out that his cellmate has stolen $10,000, but the police never recovered it. And when his cellmate is executed for murdering two people while he was robbing a bank to get the money. Uh, Robert Mitchum, he gets out of jail and he basically goes and misrepresents misrepresents himself to the family of this guy and to his wife and tries to basically wheedle his way into their, their family and find out where the money is buried. And this is, like I said, is a suspense film and it's, mostly known i i think it's it's largely remembered for it's 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 you know it's a very well-made film robert mitchum though is absolutely insane in this movie it is a truly amazing performance by him and it is also one of the most beautifully shot films maybe ever i mean it's a black and white film but it is a, one of those movies that really it's not actually so much about the black and white as it is the light and the dark. And it uses light and darkness and shadow so effectively and so amazingly. And they're also, it's a very straightforward film, but it's, it's, there are certain sequences that are very kind of weird and kind of dreamlike. And I don't know, it's kind of hard to describe, but I think it's a great movie. Uh, like I said, I mean, this is a classic. If, you know, most, most people have probably seen this. If you consider yourself a film fan, it's one of those movies I just kind of missed. And I will say uh, the the cinematography is jo- done by Charles Lofton, and there's a connection there that uh, when we get to my second pick, which is actually completely unintentional that I didn't realize until just recently uh, when I was just looking up some facts for this. So uh, yeah, Night of the Hunter, 1955. I think there were a couple of remakes, but you wanna you wanna get the original, and that is currently streaming on Prime Video and Tubi. And I will throw it over to Renee for her second pick. I do want to interject. Great movie. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I wish it's one of those movies like I, I don't know why it took me so long to watch it, but I, I kind of wish I had watched it earlier so that I could have, you know, gone around evangelizing about it. Much like uh, Robert Mitchum goes around evangelizing as a fake preacher in this movie. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
I have an adventure horror uh, and a comedy uh, movie for you guys. It's a 2020 movie. It was set in 1979, and it is called They Reach. It is starring Mary Madeline Rowe, Morgan Chandler, and Eden Campbell. And I tell you, these kids did a really great job. Uh, and I think Paul will potentially second me on this. Um, it was written, directed, and edited by uh, the same guy, Silas Dahl. Uh, I believe he actually wrote some songs for the movie. As I saw, I believe I saw his name in the credits. It is available on Amazon Prime, Tubi, and Pluto. And in 1979, a young girl stumbles, stumbles upon a possessed object. She unknowingly unleashes a demonic entity that haunts her family and just kind of, you know, terrorizing the town. And it was um, unexpected. It was fun. It was, you know, a bit of a, you know, girl power kind of movie. Um, it was good. I really, I thought it was a lot of fun. We watched it this uh, past weekend. And uh, that's my second pick. Did, did you hate the movie, Paul? No, no, I was waiting for you to pass me. No, I, I loved it too. I was, I was glad you picked it because it was one I was thinking about picking myself because we, we, we enjoyed it so much and it was a, a nice uh, um, chaser to the other film that we watched this weekend that we will not yes. miss right now. So. Yes, which there will be an episode about eventually. I believe so. On yeah. this, or maybe it already came out. I don't know. I'm really sorry. Okay. Uh, how about your next pick, Paul? <laughs> My, my next pick is um, it's a love story. And, you know, they say the only love greater than the love between a man and a Yeti is the love of a man for his Yeti baby. And this is oh my God. Behind, between, behind another Yeti, a love story, life on the streets. Um, so that's another <laughs> Yeti, a love story, life on the streets. Are you serious? Currently playing on Hoopla, Voodoo, Voodoo Free, and Tubi. And it, yes, it is a sequel to the film Yeti, A Love Story, but you don't really need to see the first film to fully appreciate this film. So um, still, the, the protagonist from the first film, Adam, still mourning the, this is a little bit of a spoiler for the first film, still mourning the death of his Yeti lover. Um, he and his new husband, Alistair, moved to L.A. to raise Adam's Yeti love child, uh, baby Eddie, who was played by a puppet. Um, when the evil pimp Billy kills Alistair, a little bit of a spoiler there, and kidnaps baby Eddie for experiments, I believe it's to make, I think it's like an army of zombie hypnotized Yeti soldiers. I can't remember. Um, Adam has to team up with a heroin addicted Yeti hooker to save his child. Um, along the way, he helps the, the Yeti hooker uh, kick the heroin habit, and the two of them find romance. Um, this is a low budget utterly trashy yeti exploitation film but it is absolutely hilarious full of background gags um funny lines jaw-droppingly i can't even describe some of the scenes in this um and, and, and an amazing 80s inspired soundtrack done by the, the the actual cast um now i do have to say that if you have a problem with uh male genitalia female breasts, Yeti genitalia, then you just need to relax and, and get over it because there's plenty of them on display in this film. Um, and, and it's fine. <laughs> Sounds like a Mark kind of movie. 
Yeah, exactly. You know exactly. You know, like, so, Zach unmuted at the exact same time as I did. So, so, <laughs> so, I mean, you know, just to give a heads up in case that some people may be a little bit more sensitive. So some of the things you may, see, well, you will see in this film are things like a, a cat fight between two women in a baby fo- pool full of malformed Yeti fetuses, uh, oh. a man, a man fisting his own clone, but it's done tastefully kind of and an extended love scene between a man and a yeti um this film is so it's it's low budget so much fun the cast has an utter ball and they are not afraid to do anything in this movie as you can kind of tell it is fun it is filthy it is low budget and it's got a yeti baby puppet you know what 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 more could you want And, and you know and yeti fetuses so um yeah um, so that's, that's another one, probably not for the kiddies, even though it does have, uh, puppets in it. So, um, but that, it's really only one puppet. Well, and then you have the person in the Yeti suit, which is really looks like, you know, somebody, yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing. Um, so Zach, what have you got for us? <laughs> well, I don't know if I can really top that. I do love the fact that you are just completely like, uh, uh, going past the first one and just recommending the second film straight up. Um, so I don't know. I, I I would feel weird watching the sequel without watching the original. So I'm gonna I have to do a, a double feature. I haven't watched the first one. The first one oh, was from 2006. Well, this one was from I think, 2017. So okay, well, yeah, um, yeah, that sounds great though. Uh, I'm gonna have to check that out. I also looked it up while you were talking, and I saw that it had uh, it has Lloyd, Lloyd Kaufman in it. So I oh yeah, yeah, there you anything go. That he's in. Um, yeah, so my second film is actually another classic. This one is a horror classic, which I think I had seen a long time ago, but I didn't really remember. And so I, I, I mentioned that Stanley Cortez shot uh, Night of the Hunter, which is just absolutely beautiful. Um, but he also shot another film. Uh, well, he had shot a lot of other films, but in 1960, he shot the film Dinosaurus. Uh, that is not the film I'm going to talk about, but... It does have a connection to the film I'm going to talk about because Dinosaurus, and I say it like that because that has an exclamation mark on it, was directed by Irvin S. Yeaworth Jr., who also directed the movie I do want to talk about, which is 1958's The Blob. Now, you probably know the story of The Blob because it's such a simple story. A meteorite falls to Earth, and out of it comes a blob that proceeds to eat everything in its path. And... This film is, I don't know, it's its actually, I'd say it's good counter-programming to uh, the one you just mentioned, Paul, because it is about a blob that just, like, eats people and consumes their flesh, but I don't know, it has a kind of quaint, almost wholesome quality to it, uh, because it's about, a you know, a couple of ragtag group of uh, maybe teenagers. I don't, it, I don't think they ever actually say how old they're supposed to be. It does star Steve McQueen in one of his, I think his first like big starring role. And he was 28 when this movie was made. And he, I don't know, sorry, Steve McQueen. Hey, look, great, iconic, you know, good looking guy, iconic character or uh, iconic actor played a lot of iconic characters. Um, but he was 28. He looked like he was about 38. So I don't know. I, I'm a little bit confused on that point, but I will say this is like I said it's it's kind of quaint it's kind of it's got kind of a wholesome uh almost like indie kind of vibe to it uh because it looks like it wasn't a huge budget but 
they did a really incredible job on the monster because the blob itself is actually pretty impressive for a movie that was made in 1958. Uh, the, the effects are actually uh, pretty good for the most part. And I'm going to be totally honest. Like I it's, it's you know, it's obviously a very silly kind of simple concept. It's, you know, a blob that comes out of a meteorite and eats people actually a very kind of scary concept to me. I, the, 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 the basic premise of this film that there's this thing that it's, it's not a monster that is you know it's it's not a a thinking monster it's not even like you know a lot of uh films around that time were involved other like like animals that had been um you know blown up to enormous size like them and you know tarantula and stuff like that but this is not even like an animal that you can really relate to or define this is just a thing that has come from space and will just devour everything in its path and there is something like oddly uh oddly scary about that there's also like when it gets onto you, like it gets on your arm or something, it will eventually consume you. You can't get rid of it. So you you almost have to like sit there and just, uh, you know, just kind of wait for it to uh, kill you by eating you alive slowly. So I don't know. Uh, I, I think it's actually a very well-made film. I think it's pretty fun. Um, I think it's I think it's got some it's got some bad performances in it. Uh, it's also got some pretty good performances in it. There are a couple of bit actors in this movie that are actually pretty good. So, yeah, The Blob, 1958. Uh, this one also has a uh, remake, but I think the remake is probably better than the remakes of uh, Night of the Hunter, but I can't speak to it because I haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, that's my uh, that's my pick. And I definitely want to second that it is. I love the blob and it and the remake is fantastic. Actually, I, I highly recommend the remake. Okay. They're a great double feature. And, um, you know, so we're, I guess we were kind of wrapping up, right? Yeah. I think so what's it. What, the blob is actually really a, a good pick because you know it has a jamming yeah. jamming theme song written by Burt Bacharach. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, I know you said yeah. you had a song you wanted to go out. Well, on, yeah, yeah. It. So, yes. Yeah, so, well, and that's yeah. That's what I was gonna say. I mean, we could do the blob, but I, you know, I think it really needs to go out on a on on a more mellow, like a a, a different note. Um, okay. Well, why, so, don't, why, why don't you tell us what movie? We're going out. Well, I, I was gonna, I was gonna do these sort of rousing. It was sort of from. It's from the climax of Meet the Feebles. Okay. It's this, it's this, it's this, it's really kind of neat stage production. I'll just, I'll just uh, start if you don't mind. Yeah, play us out. Sodomy. You might think it very <laughs> odd of me, but I enjoy the act of sodomy. You might call it off of God on me, but and as always, if you weren't keeping notes during the episode, here are all of the picks repeated for the weekend of June 11th, 2021. Paul recommended Meet the Feebles, which is currently available on Tubi, and another Yeti, a love story, Life on the Streets, which is currently available on Hoopla, Voodoo, and Tubi. Renee recommended Wicked Little Things, which is now playing on Tubi and Canopy, and They Reach, which is available on Prime Video, Voodoo, and Tubi. And I recommended Night of the Hunter, which was directed by Charles Lofton, not shot by him. I apologize for that error earlier. That is available on Prime Video and, of course, our favorite, Tubi. And The Blob, that's 1958's The Blob, which is currently available on HBO Max.